Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday night, it's seven o'clock, this is One Life Left. We'd like to, be- to begin tonight's show by reading an official statement that we've sent to the party concerned, uh, but we feel it's only fair, given our recent behaviour, that we give it the highest prominence in the show. Morning, first off an apology, that this apology has been a long time coming. I've been up in Nottingham since Friday and Thursday was a little bit of a write-off. But I wanted to, to sincerely apologise for our behaviour on Wednesday night. I really don't know what happened to make us behave like that. It seems easy to blame that sort of thing on the red wine. But I'm 40 years old this year and I should not, no matter how much I have had to drink, allow myself to yield to such disgraceful behaviour. I've spent the last few days with my head in my hands thinking of our actions at the awards. There's a definite line between good-natured mischief and behaving like an idiot, and I'm afraid we really did let ourselves down on Wednesday night. I do hope you can find some way of forgiving myself and Stee. If we caused any sort of damage, do let me know, and we'll obviously compensate. Yours ashamed, Simon Byron. Good evening, and welcome to One Life Left, an award-losing radio <laughs> show. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we are all very, very, very sorry. Yes, that was a genuine apology I sent this morning. Uh, we shouldn't really go into too much detail, should we, I don't think, but uh, the subject of that apology has said he will forgive us. He will forgive us. He has forgiven us. He said, uh, he, apparently, um, it was all taken in good spirits. But there we go. And we then, we, t- then we continue to do the same thing on Saturday night. <laughs> and we'll talk more about that later in the show. We're a video game radio show. The thing we're talking about is the Games Media Awards, for which we were nominated, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say we lost. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we could uh, we could have described ourselves as runners-up, but I think given our actions on the night, we were very real losers. Mm. Definitely. We also attended Nottingham Game City, Hooray! as Simon mentioned, and I think it's also fair to say that that went equally well. <laughs> <laughs> we left our mark on a door? <laughs> Definitely a door. For the rest of the show, uh, apart from issuing more apologies, we will be talking about video games. Got some exciting reviews. Have we? Excellent. The official One Life Left Uncharted 3 review. Do we? Wow, that's going to be interesting. Interesting. Whoa. Uh, You two will be reviewing something as well, I assume. We'll be talking about video games as well, just, you know, dotted around the show. And we'll also have some features, some music as well from uh, 8-Bit Collective. Should we start with... The same thing that we always start with, just to get us back on an even keel. Yeah. Let's give it a go. One life left. One life left. One life left. One life left. Video game news with Anne 
7.04 on Monday the 31st of October. I'm Anne Scansbury and this is the news. Minecraft has won the inaugural Game City Prize. The game, which is due for a full version release on 18th of November, beats nominees including Portal 2, Limbo and Child of Eden. The decision was made by a panel of judges from outside the industry. Jury member and MP Tom Watson hosted the event and handed over the prize to a couple of children who liked the game in the absence of creator Mark Pearson. They were definitely children and not dwarves. <laughs> That's a call forward, isn't it? That's a call it forward. Is. So we were at the award ceremony. Very yes, we were um, we were invited. We attended. Thank you for the invite, Game City. We actually left another important engagement to make it there, didn't we? We did. Yeah, got. Uh, what were we doing beforehand? Actually, we, wasn't it that important? Was it? We were sat in your hotel room drinking drinking vodka <laughs> out of plastic cups, <laughs> living the dream. So yeah, we were very privileged to invite be invited somewhere proper. So we suited up, yeah, attended uh, our second award ceremony a week, and watched Minecraft go away with a deserved award. We think, yeah, we weren't sure. I know. Um, I, what did I want to? I wanted uh, sword and sorcery to win, win, didn't I? Sword and sorcery. That one, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was pleased Minecraft did. Okay. I think if the Game City Prize is positioning itself as a culturally important thing, like the Mercury Music Prize. It's important it went to a game that could potentially affect... Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've not spent much time with Minecraft, because I'm just, it just, I'm just daunted by it. Mm. You see, like, someone remade scenes from Star Wars in it last week, didn't they? Did you see those? Did I you just... see how the prize was collected by literally children <laughs> who were yeah. not daunted by this game? It's no. fine, you can just start, do what I do, play it, build a hut, and then get daunted. But okay. at least then you've been into the world. Right. I think it's a great game. I think it's a great game. Yeah, I, I will most likely play it on Xbox when it comes out. I think we're both glad that Limbo didn't win. win? <laughs> I think we're both glad that Steve understands the right tense to use. Yes. Um, yeah, that would have been a bit, little bit disappointing. Because mm, I, I think in many ways that, would have been, that was the choice I was sort of expecting them to go for, because it's the most superficially arty game. Yeah. And it's the one which I think you can present to people and go, oh, video games, are oh, they're very, very interesting. But actually the dynamic, and this was about, you know, the, the, uh, the importance of gameplay... Uh, more than the importance of aesthetics, I think. The dynamic in Limbo is very, very straightforward. It's it's just a platform game. Yeah, something that we've seen many times before. So, uh, Braid, of course. I would rather not see again. Nintendo has posted big losses for the six months between April and September. Japanese newspaper Nikkei has had predicted a loss of 100 billion yen, but it turns out it was only 70 billion, around 580 million pounds. So that's okay. Nintendo big man Satoru Iwata has said he hopes new genres of mass-marketed games will attract people who aren't into video games to buy the 3DS. So the saying now goes, find a penny, pick it up, give it to Nintendo, so they stop crying. We, we need to get longer news jingles, don't we? We do, yes. It's, it's happened quite a lot. Yes. It, yes, well done for, for noticing. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, they're, they're broadening their their promotion of the 3DS at the moment, aren't they? So the videos, sorry, the update to the firmware that's coming next month, yeah. is it? It's very much about but, um, sort of more lifestyle things you can do. 3D video recording. Lifestyle things? Well, you know, well things that aren't gaming. Oh. Hmm. I don't really get 3D video recording. Why? Why would you want to? In case you want to have a look around the back. But I've seen a lot of videos <laughs> of us over the last few years. A uh, few days, even. Yes. And I'm not sure... I think two dimensions is one dimension yeah, too many. Definitely. Well, yeah. I, I, the, the, the video that we shared this morning was um, definitely better... It was in 2D, but it had sound. Mm. That's not a dimension, is it? It's not a dimension, no, but it does, uh, it does affect your senses. And, uh, yeah, I had to turn the sound off, that one. <laughs> so Just poor. admire yourself. It was very, very much the opposite of that. Yeah, so do you think that this new strategy for Nintendo is going to work? Well, their hardware is cheaper. Um, yeah. You can do more stuff with it. I don't, I don't know. You've seen what they've... It's not what really they've... a new strategy, is it? It's just what they did with the Wii. Just go broad. Yeah, but you see, did you see the Kinect video that was um, uploaded to YouTube today? No. I did not what, see what that. Was it's showing I... you. Like... I was avoiding YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was uh, to celebrate Connect having been out for a year. Yes. Yep. Good. It made it. Um, <laughs> and it was sort of hypothesising uh, a load of different applications that you could use or technologies. So there's... Um, Sorry, was this an official Microsoft? Yes, it was, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and so it starts with uh, somebody playing an imaginary piano. 
and then somebody playing a violin and a cello and stuff like that. And you go, oh, yeah, that's, that's good, okay. you know. You know. But these aren't Clearly things that, actually, real time. No, that not you yet. can't I, actually do. No, but and are they planning to make this happen? But they're bringing it out on PC. Why am I Teaser. telling you news things? Teaser. Well, yeah. Because this wasn't news. This was a hypothesis. Okay, yeah. well, no. Um, but they are bringing out um, Connect on PC. and then But then it goes uh, into more detail and it shows, like, essentially somebody... Um, operating on the human body Whoa. by pinching their hands. Is it human body or doing something quite... Uh, the, the, like? And I thought, yeah, that's a nice idea in theory, but it's very difficult to actually select menus on Connect. I don't <laughs> want anybody going near my heart with it. <laughs> when you're writing your Christmas list to Santa, don't forget to stick a memory card next to your PlayStation Vita. The handheld will only be able to save games either internally on the game card or externally onto a memory card. It won't be able to do both downloaded games will all need a memory card and some games will need one inserted before they'll boot up get that santa it's one times vita plus a memory card don't understand the story yeah what you can save games on a cartridge or not but you okay. can't do both so once you've started saving a game ah. on a cartridge you can't then switch and save it onto right, a memory okay. card but can you can across you multiple it? games? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Multiple games, fine. That's right, fine. It's just one game. Well, yeah, but some games just won't have the option to save onto a memory card. Right. This is outrageous. Some games you have to have a memory card. What? It's just a bit confusing. Oh, okay. Or why don't they just stick one in there already <laughs> and then save us all the bother of having that's, to buy an extra one? That's your advice to, that's to Sony, yeah. is it? For stick your... one in, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the internal memory of the PlayStation Vita then, Anne? Like, not, not, no. No? <laughs> no. Nope. Right. No memory at all. You've got to do all the thinking. Yeah. Connect it to your brain. So will you be able to transfer your save from a cartridge? No. You won't? Right. No. Definitely not. Do we have any, um, any quotes from Sony's PRs to verify that? Speaking to One Life Left... Speaking to One Life Left, Sony's PRs said, yeah, you won't be able to do that. <laughs> did, did, did they? No. Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser believes too many mobile game developers focus on making money. Speaking to Famitsu, he said, This is my personal opinion, but I think that a lot of people in the general mobile industry are more focused on making money than making good products. He explained that Rockstar only makes games that they can be confident of the quality of and don't make anything just because they see a business opportunity. Seems like Hauser don't need dollar, dollar, dollar ain't what Hauser needs. Can we start calling Rockstar's Dan Hauser... Rockstar table tennises, Dan Hauser. <laughs> yeah, we can do if you it's like. It's not like they're ashamed of money, no. is it? And it's not like that game specifically was, I believe, a tech demo dressed up and released to baying Rockstar fanboys who lapped it up and then never talked about it again. I had forgotten about it, actually, yeah. now that you mention it. But what, what struck me as most odd about the way that this story was reported was that um, one of the headlines I noticed today was from somebody that said, GTA will never become a first-person shooter. Hmm. And uh, uh, that was because Dan Hauser had said, oh, because, you know, we have to do things different, I have to do a high quality, all this sort of thing. The headline was, it won't become a, a first person. Right. And so, what? Tomorrow, will it not become a dancing game? <laughs> like, just... Maybe we could have that as an exclusive. Maybe we call Call them up. <laughs> okay. Ask them, we've heard... Can, can you confirm? Yes. 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 Can you confirm that um, Grand Theft Auto is not to become a dance game? And if, if they, if, like, cause if they don't answer... If they say no they comment... Refuse to de- they refuse they d- to deny. Oh. Why don't we put a double negative in there can you not confirm not that that's not gta 6 won't be a dancing game not yeah and if they say no comment well bang, bang to rights and finally the new 3ds thumbstick add-on is to be called the circle pad pro the name was revealed at a capcom preview event for resident evil revelations the peripheral will attach to the 3ds handheld and has nothing to do with the feminine hygiene industry I think our news jingles are too long. <laughs> it really went on, didn't it? <laughs> Still going. <sighs> uh, well, this is a ridiculous add-on, which we've talked about before. Exactly. They should call it something else that we're not allowed to say for <laughs> an hour and three quarters. Just uh, putting it on, put it, putting pro on the end of it. Oh, wow. It's, it's for professionals or prostitutes. <laughs> Either way, I'm having one. Well, in what circumstance would you be a professional that needs to use that? Well, because they're developing games that you can't play on the ordinary hardware because somebody forgot to put another analogue stick on it. So you have to be or professional. S- <laughs> well, it's Monster Hunter, isn't it? And they take that game very seriously. Well, and Metal Gear Solid as well, I think. So I think that, I think it, I think they'll both use it. Will, will you need your Circle Stick Pro? 
I don't in order think to play so. them. I don't. I think Leo I think... Tan was telling us that. Mind you, he was telling us a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> don't well, trust him. That's another call forward. <laughs> <laughs> Resonance 104.4 FM or a radio show about video games. This and is Britney Spears. and Britney Spears. This is Britney Spears. There's actually a guy called Cuttlefish uh, from 8 Bits Collective, 8bits8bc.org, covering Till the World Ends, which is a magnificent song, my song of the year, I think. And the uh, song Anne and I saw Britney perform at the O2 on Wednesday. Uh, and it, I think it's fair to say I got a bit emotional. Yeah, you cried. <laughs> <laughs> you cried at Britney Spears. And everything that happened this week, Britney Spears is a thing that you cried at. That's true. I did. Yeah. Little, little, I mean, crying is overselling it a bit. I think a single tear rolling oh. down my cheek at just the beauty and the you, fireworks. You should have bottled it. And the confetti and Britney being hoisted to the ceiling, her wings unfolding, dancers' costumes lighting up, and the amazing. euphoria of this song. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. If you think that is something to be ashamed of, <laughs> the email address to write to is... Team at com. And if you think that's something to be ashamed of, you've not heard us talk about the Games Media Awards on Wednesday. No, yeah. that mm. is true. So, you we see, th- the reason I was tired and emotional <laughs> <laughs> was because this... Because Brittany was on the Thursday and the night before, Anne... And Simon and I had gone out to collect our award. <laughs> yeah, we went to pick it up. Yeah, I mean, we obviously didn't expect to win. Um, I, um, I, you sort of give thought to what would happen if you did. I, I printed out a comment that somebody very kindly had left on our website. It was, a, it was a good comment. It, I mean, it had the most offensive swear word. In it, yes. I think, and I was going to read that out as like to say thanks if we won, but we didn't, did we? We, we didn't win. We, we didn't, didn't win. win. That's fine. And congratulations to uh, Dan and Andy, who from sent you a message, mm-hmm. um, who won best uh, get the best games broadcast category um, because uh, putting videos up on Xbox Live is considered broadcasting. <laughs> now, I knew we were in a little bit of trouble <laughs> at the point at which we were trying to congratulate them for their award, and Anne just said, yeah, you know, it's weird, because your title reminds me of a swear word. <laughs> Sent you next Tuesday. That's what you called them, wasn't it? Yeah, and they were so kind. They even mentioned us in their, in their speech. In their they speech. Yeah. And they gave us hugs. I meant it in the nicest possible way. And we way. did. I think we were being nice at that point. Of course, some of the heat was taken off us. Thankfully, we'd like a yeah. big shout-out to um, Granger, Granger Games. Games. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you to Granger Games. Good work, Games. guys. Good work. For both sponsoring the event and making it 
Making so us that look we like not acceptable the... humans. <laughs> I mean, you say that in many ways. I think that they led us up the wrong path. Yeah. Well, I was discussing it with somebody yesterday, and uh, it was pointed out to me that actually their behaviour started. They turned when when sent you a message one. <gasps> really? Now, now we ah. should explain what's going on because not all of our listeners okay. will have seen the kerfuffle on. on so they Twitter. won't have read page nine of the Sun on Friday, where, oh, where um, Granger Games were the headline sponsors of the. Games Media yep. Awards, and uh, they brought some midgets, <laughs> and they brought some a strippers, bright orange Hummer. Yep, and uh, and they were from Newcastle. Is that right? They yes, were. Yeah. I, when we arrived, I um, bumped into uh, the organizer of the Games Media Awards, and I said hello. Um, and she said hello. I said, "Are you all right? You look a bit worried." She said, "Yeah." a little bit worried about the headline sponsors and I was like well why is that she said well they got the 8 o'clock train down from Newcastle apparently 8 a.m. 8 a.m. and that was that was when they started drinking yeah which again seemed to set the tone for us (laughs) and the next few days catching up to do yeah so uh, Granger Games started heckling Heckling, the yeah, their own winners. Hmm. One of them jumped on, and we were sat sort of midway back, yeah. sensibly. Yeah, in what we thought was an award-winning position. <laughs> That's right. oh, no. They'll have probably put us near the exit because they want us to walk <laughs> exactly, past everyone. Yeah. Going to shine done. the light on us. Yeah, I understand. Um, and I, I mean, there was, a, there was some kerfuffle going on. Greg Davis, the uh, headmaster from the Inbetweeners, stand-up comedian, he was excellent. He was excellent. He dealt with them very well. Yeah. Mm. At one point, he did threaten. Am I allowed to say that word on radio? Nope. But, but to do that to them to death. <laughs> <laughs> but he did handle all of that very well. And so after the awards, all of that stuff was going on. They were behaving worse and worse and worse. And we were, in many ways, in their slipstream, <laughs> dragged along. So what happened? Well, it was news to me on Thursday um, when... Uh, we got a little bit boisterous, didn't we? And that was combined with tiredness and the nerves from because s- we were going to be singing mm-hmm. as well, um, which we did, which we did do poorly. Uh, it was the and that was the video that I referenced earlier. Mm. Um, it's horrific. <laughs> we cannot sing. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, but, perhaps collectively we cannot sing, but individually. Yeah. Mm. So, what other things did we do? I mean, obviously there was the incident that we're referring to at the start of the show where. We pushed a man over. Why would we do... It wasn't just a man, though, was it? Was it? A friend. Friend it was a fox. We pushed a fox over. <laughs> a man who loved us. And not just... <laughs> didn't just push him over like just... Oh, sorry. Steve crouched down behind him while Simon pushed him into a table. <laughs> and all I heard was the crash. <laughs> It's not, it's, I, it's and not we're not laughing because funny. it's. But I'm, I'm laughing because I'm embarrassed. I'm laughing because I spent the rest of the night watching Steve going and crouching behind people no, I didn't like. No, <laughs> not people that I didn't like. People that you didn't want to be standing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good. Not good behaviour at all. One life left. Not our finest hour. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Mm. But we had a great night. We though, did have a great night. So and we really did. Genuinely. The Games Media Awards gets more fun every year. It does. At least for us. Not necessarily for the people standing, but nervously watching behind them. <sighs> Do you think we'll get invited next year? Depends if we're nominated. Well, and that's yeah. down to you, that's down to right, listeners. Yeah. If you want more sterling stories like this, please nominate us next year. Good day, I'm Daria, and this is my command marks economy for the week of 16.30. It's the Halloween edition, so I'll share some scary stories about back in the day. Fasten your seatbelts, guys and girls. Number 10, Gears of War 3. Now, did you know that Christmas was banned in the Soviet Union, as were all religious holidays? So I've never actually experienced Christmas in my entire life. Number 10, Zumba Fitness. Number voice him. Rage. Number to see him. Pest 2012. Well, my parents were students that had to basically survive on seaweed because that's all they had in the shops. True story. Number shift. The Sims 3. Pets. Number bet. Just dance 3. Number chitiri. Ford's Motor Sport 4. Number 3. Football Manager 2012. Did you know that USA in Russian is Sasha and it's actually mispronounced? It was a clever trick to make people dislike the states on a deep subconscious level. 
номер два. FIFA 12. Номер один. Batman Arkham City. And now the scariest story of all. That was no sex with the Soviet Union. Allegedly. But we all know what that means. There was no freaky sex. I'm Daria, and that was my command market economy. Enjoy Halloween, and I'll go work my American Indian costume. I took my top off. <laughs> you did. <laughs> at Guy Cocker. At GameSpots. Three times nominated Guy Cocker. Why did you do that? I don't know. I didn't do it with him. I did it at, at him. him. Oh, goodness. Some more behaviour that wasn't reported was apparently, um, immediately after the awards, one of the Grange Games men walked up, uh, sorry, just got up, was carrying, was drinking a drink, just walked towards the toilet and drop-kicked his glass into the crowd. Genuinely happened. Really? No one mentioned that on Twitter, that's one life. That's exclusive! Exclusive! Exclusive. Exclusive. Worse <laughs> behaviour exactly. than ours. Oh. Okay, more music. And then we'll be back with the letters. One Life Left, video game radio show on Resonance 104.4 FM, one of the greatest radio stations in the world. We're proud. We are proud to be here. We're very fortunate it transpires. There are some things we're proud of and some things we're not so proud of. We'll cover some more of those later. I hope that people didn't consider us a representative of Resonance. We've got the company due tomorrow night, haven't we? We do. We do. Are we going to behave then? Uh, well, I guess they we'll find out next week on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, oh, I should say, this is Phantom Inc, by the way. Or Phantom NK, possibly. It's a song called This Chippo. And this, this was a request. Oh, okay, so good. It's a great music. Now. Oh. So can you play something by Phantom NK? We, we should be plus one for that. And you know why that's clever? Why it's a good job I caught that just before I started the next jingle? Because that was a letter yeah. that people sent to us at... Team at one left And what section is this? This is the letters. Email, 
We've actually we've actually just had a very a last minute letter. Okay. From um from Anne's mum. Yeah, hi mum. What now so, that's not what you said when you found out a letter from your mum had said. I just realised what, what my mum had just heard. <laughs> I don't know about you chaps. Mm. But we have proof that an Anne can sing, certificates and stuff, not to mention exam passes. Yeah, suckers. So, oh, right, so you're pleased she wrote in now, are you? Yeah, I am. Please, so listening. you must have affected her singing ability somehow. Can't imagine how. Three exclamation marks. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, right, you're all proud all of a sudden, are yeah. you? Let's tell Anne's mum. Thanks, mum. Some more of what Anne did. Definitely next not. <laughs> Ah, right, so we, we, we had some other letters as well, didn't we, this yeah, week? We thank you very much for your letters. Who wants to start? Um, yes, thank you for your letters. Uh, Bastian uh, writes in, he says... I can't pronounce his surname. Vrogop. That's terrible. I'm really sorry. Um, we'll, I'll write you a letter apologising. Um, Dear One Life Left and Super Special Guest, how are things? They're great here. Believe it or not, today's my birthday, he says. Happy birthday! And, you know, I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't believe that. What, what are the odds? About one in 52. <laughs> Well, no, wait. Oh, oh, no, wait, no. listening, Anne's mum. Where's her <laughs> maths uh, <laughs> certificates? Uh, just like most of you, I've grown to spend more and more time playing iPhone games instead of major console blo- blockbuster titles. There's one in- thing in particular that has been driving me to do this, the game at centre leaderboards. There's nothing quite like having a list of my friends, their finest scores in a certain game. It's probably the reason why I've put over ten hours in Jetpack Joyride already. Friend and fellow listener, Erwin, was two metres ahead, ahead of me for weeks. I think I may even have reached a point where I'll pay less attention to a game when none of my friends are filling the leaderboards. So I was wondering, how much attention do you pay to those pesky score lists? Do they motivate you, demotivate you, and do you think they cause players to flock towards a single game just because there's more of their friends to compete against, effectively ignoring less popular score-based games? Love the show, he says. I think that he's right, and they do. I mean, we saw that with A Thousand Heroes, didn't we? Yeah, that's... That we were, we were sort of trying to motivate all the One Life Left listeners to come and play just so I could try and beat them which I generally did and then I had to stop playing because it was well, it's too was, easy well because they were starting to beat me but also because it was genuinely the only game I play at the expense of uh, other games oh, so, so yeah I think it's important it does depend on the game there are leaderboards in um, Pixel Junk side-scroller. Right, how are you doing there? Uh, which I'm not really looking at, because I, I more enjoy the game and not finding out that I'm 800th in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally not very good at video games, that's mm. why I tend to steer clear that of school. That's exactly what I don't do anything. Mm. I don't want people to know that I'm playing video games. I do think the best sort of leaderboards are those that you can make just with your friends, because I'm not so interested in the global ones, but yeah. in the... Exactly. Because you're in, never going to be higher on those. Well, you say that. I do. I was good at chime. <laughs> Anne. Uh, dear OLL team and SSG and FOTS. We don't have a special guest. And we probably don't have any more FOTS <laughs> after our behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a recent article on DIYGamer.com gives the opinion that indie developers run the risk of signing away the rights to their own intellectual property and hard work by entering competitions such as the one offered by Activision and by becoming the victims of legal small print. It goes on to sh- suggest that this is happening because the rise in independent developers shows a change in the title in the tides for the interactive media industry and it is a change that terrifies publishers do you do the team agree that the big companies will have no scruples about stealing from the little guy and that given the rather left field nominees of the recent game city prize we are seeing a shift away from mainstream to play games which could hurt big name publishers too bad about the gmas alex <laughs> and he's not talking about us losing the award and he no. doesn't say love the show either. No. <laughs> um do we think that? Yeah. Companies don't have scruples. People have scruples. Mm. And so it depends on who the people in charge are. I don't think that you can... It's hard to morally blame um, a group of people because everyone will always pass the buck in situations like this. And it could be... Uh, I don't know anything about Activision's indie competition. But if the rules are, you know, cruel to indies, it could be that that's been invented by someone who just thinks, yeah, getting indies involved is a great idea, and then such and such a thing, you know, this has ended up in the lawyer's office and they've gone, OK, we've got to protect ourselves in loads and loads of ways. The contracts come back and that's really, really harsh to them. So, I, you know, often these things are, are interpreted in the worst case scenario, which will never happen. And then often people are predicting the future and, yeah, you're right to be careful of it. I know that in the sort of indie-ish, and I hate that word, Indie. Indie. 
because basically it pertains to the worst genre of music. <laughs> but in in that sort of world, I'm I'm doing some sort of experiments at the moment, and I would be wary of signing up those ideas to bigger companies because those ideas are the real value. It's certainly not like I have the resources to execute any of those, like uh, you know a AAA product. So the ideas are the valuable bit, and that's probably what the publishers are interested in. I think people are generally smarter. It, it used to be that um, you would uh, benefit from uh, like a foot up the ladder by working with a major company, but now you can do so much stuff yourself and mm. so much exposure on your own that people are rightly wary of small print. And if it's good, yeah. you don't enter it. Absolutely. Agreed. A couple of quick um, letters uh, or questions. Dear team and uh, uh, possible super special guests, would you rather play the best game ever once and then never play a game again or play a series of average games forever? Thanks, Steve B. Average games forever. Yep. Best game ever once. Um, Steve Curran, your namesake. Hey, hey, Steve. This is Steve from the Adam and Joe show. This is. is. Hey. This is Stephen. Stephen. Um, it's Halloween. What's the most scared you've been whilst gaming? The moment in Doom, Doom 3 where the hero looks at the bathroom mirror and... Uh, everything goes red and wonky. Almost made me... And then he said a bodily function out of his spine. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not out of, out. <laughs> the, the most scared I've ever been in a video game was playing Ghost Recon online. When uh, me and... It was when... I think I was still at Edge at the time. It was maybe 2002 or so. And I was playing with the rest of the Edge team. So I was playing with... Uh, Mark Wallbank and David McCarthy and Joe online. And maybe you, were you playing with oh, us? Oh, and if you're going to tell when we're all... Uh, we're, we're well, all don't, don't, don't spoil the story. No, well, I don't know which one you're talking about. Okay, well, if, then if you can, it doesn't matter whether you're involved or not. I was there. Okay, good. Uh, we were. We decided to play... We were playing cooperatively, and then we decided to play online against a... You know, just as a team, against whatever team we'd be playing against. And it turns out we were playing against a group of American teenagers who were really, really, really good. And... We found ourselves at a sort of cottage in the middle of a clearing. You were there. This is me, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there, and uh, we crouched behind it. And every time someone just came out of cover, they died. And it ended up with, with uh, I believe Mark said, um, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll make a run for the clearing. He ran out. Two shots, dumf, dumf, just collapsed. And when people get killed in that game, their voice communication goes as well. And then I think Joao ran off the other way, ran sight, so I said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll make a bullfight. Dumf, dumf, and just dropped. And for the rest of the game, until the timer ran out, actually, the timer didn't run out, someone just came up and put a bullet in our heads. I think we, maybe, was it us? Was we, us just, yeah. we just lay in the dirt. Well, we lay there for a bit, but knowing that uh, Joao and Mark were watching, uh, we went, love, we can't do this. So, like, we were, so what we said was, like, let's, it, this would just be like the end of Butch Cassidy, the Sundance <laughs> Kid, and we ran out. <laughs> just, I just remember lying, doing it's nothing in a video horrible. game, and it being <laughs> horrible, because you knew somewhere out there, they knew yeah, exactly yeah. where you were, and they excellent, were just waiting. Excellent fun excellent. Excellent. Do you have any uh, any scary stories? Uh, that was scary. Um, the original Resident Evil, I remember playing very, very late at night or early in the morning, about three o'clock in the morning, and the first time that those things come up to you just decapitate uh, you, and I thought, why am I playing this? <laughs> it was horrible. And I only play nice video games. Um, we've had a further letter from, uh, from Anne's mum. Oh, <laughs> mum. She says, she also used to be quite good at maths. <laughs> Not anymore, Definitely. <laughs> it's Wiki Wiki Wawa. This week's topic is video game rivalries, and I have to wonder how Wikipedia's search engine decides on what's important. I get that it's going to return to the backstories for fictional game characters rather than anything, you know, interesting. I accept that. That's the nature of nerds collaborating on the internet. But how many of these have you heard of? Topping the list is the rivalry between Kite and Hasio, the heroes of Dot Hack. And I'm not even sure if that's a real video game, or a manga set in the game, or a game based on an anime or what. I'm confused and scared by the punctuation used in the titles. Next is Sub-Zero and Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Scorpion murdered Sub-Zero's sister, and Sub-Zero killed Scorpion's lover in retaliation. Lethal Bizzle, Big Boy. A number of rappers are listed here, since all games have one as an unlockable character, and they can't open the map without dissing a dog or something. Kevin Painter. No? Darts player? Rival with Phil Taylor? Was featured in the video game PDC World Championship Darts. Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. Game's too numerous to mention. The article on TurboGrafx-16 goes into some depth about the rivalry between Sega and Nintendo. I don't know what a TurboGrafx is. Dr. Wily and Mega Man. Something to do with robots, right? 
Goro and Kintaro. So, Mortal Kombat is officially the most rivalrous game in the world. Nina Williams and Anna Williams of Tekken. How come Nina has an article and Anna doesn't? Oh, she was in the Guinness World Records Games edition, voted hottest female fighting character. I'm disgusted. Anna is far sexier. Talking of Williams, my rivalry with Derek has finally come to an end. I'm Duncan Timoney and I win! We uh, had some interaction with Wikipedia this week, didn't we? Yes. We did, yeah. And, and again, I think, I think we emerged with credit. Yeah. Simon Parkin didn't have a Wikipedia <laughs> article, did he? But he did for a couple of hours. <laughs> Turns out Wikipedia is the article that anyone can edit. Anyone. Well, I imagine. They should really close it down when people could be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Between certain hours. Exactly, yeah, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, like, oh, yeah, back from the pub, they should, it should become locked down. Mm. You should have to do a breathalyzer test. Yeah, I'll answer some simple mathematics questions which would put you out of the equation yeah, forever. Is so, it true there was a section in it called The Decline of Simon <laughs> Parkin? No, no, there was The Controversy and then De- Decline in Popularity. <laughs> it was a very well-written Wikipedia page, it wasn't was. it? And why did we do this? Um, because we felt that he deserved... S- since he's been getting a lot of attention recently... What sort of attention? Maybe you should explain. Well, Simon Parkin done a review. <laughs> He'd done an exclusive review. Of Uncharted 3. People were like, nah, nah, nah. And by exclusive, Die. I mean he's given it an exclusive score. He has the lowest score in the world, mm. apparently. Gave it an 8. People were flipping <laughs> out. And, and, I mean, that's disgusting, 8. Yeah. Yeah. By a game well, rated 8 out of 10. Simon well. Parkin, Parco, is a, a Fots. It's a very dear Fots. <laughs> and so we thought we should uh, remedy Wikipedia's glaring omission. Yeah. By adding that to the site. Right, and how did that go then? How, we were up there for a couple of hours, were we? No, actually, we were up there for a whole night. <laughs> and it was only when I, when I woke up the next morning and had a look on my phone. <laughs> Article deleted. But it was marked for speedy deletion. It was. It, like, it, it, quite quickly. Yeah. Which but I thought was odd, given that if anybody can edit Wikipedia, why would you mark it for... Why didn't somebody just delete it? I, I think it was because it had... Absolutely zero links or credits. Like oh, we didn't want anybody no. to know that we'd done it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, think about and it. By Wikipedia. the way, if you do want to edit Wikipedia, I've set up an account called I Heart Parkin <laughs> with the password Parko. <laughs> so we were at Game City, yes, uh, where Simon Parkin was, and that's why we were hanging out with him. We were discussing his review. Uh, and also, um, Uncharted 3 was up there, wasn't it? Yeah, Rich, good friend of the show, another Fots. Dear friend of, yeah. But they're not Fots with each other, are they? Uh, they are. Are they? Are they? Fots Turns out they are. Okay, they are. good. And, uh, they, they kissed. Yeah, we had, a, we had a brilliant night, didn't we? <laughs> we did. Um, so, the, yeah, the karaoke wild rumpus night went fantastically well. It was We've been building, fun. if this is your first show, you won't know what we're talking about. We did one song left, which is where we re- rewrote, we and the listeners rewrote. Yep. Songs, uh, popular music songs to have video game lyrics. So, for example, the the song we opened with was Park Life by Blur. Blur. Park Life, yeah. But that became Half Life. See? See? See the joke. Hmm? So it's you, a simple you, joke. You took the part of Phil Daniels, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so well. I enjoyed it. I, enjoyed, I thought that went brilliantly, and we had a, a full room. Uh, everyone singing along singing. with us. Yeah. And people from the audience came up and sang. We backed them up a little bit. Yeah. And having seen that video... I'm now not sure how well we backed yeah. them up. Maybe they backed us up. I think you, yeah, I think you, like, you had to be there and mm. never hear it when you're not there. Which is why we placed certain media restrictions on you, the event. Did, yeah, we did. Um, but did you, did you hear what our sound engineer said after? Like, he, like, I, was, I, I said, uh, did you enjoy that? And he went, no. <laughs> He really hated doing it, and I was like, "Why? That's a bit insulting." And he went, "Yeah, I did try and play with you with your levels, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds good. Thank you very much to everybody who who came along, apart from that one man, yeah, who started trying to man had Bethany well, Rose, yeah, mm. but somebody puffed their chest out, somebody got off the stage, got off the Steve got off the stage, went down and went, um, no, 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 get your hands off our listeners." Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we we need to take care of everyone we've got now. <laughs> We're running out. So yeah, yeah, you got him removed, didn't you? Yeah. Well, we we had a brilliant time. We did. Yeah. Thank you to uh, Game City and Wild Rumpus and um, Planiac as well, who yeah. did some stuff that night. Yeah, and um, of course we were lucky because we were looking after. Or, well, I say looking after. We were looking upon Johann Sebastian Joust, which was oh, up before really? the karaoke, yeah. one of the best games. And actually, uh, that fits in well to the next feature, because it turns out we Ariel had a letter. Hmm. Oh. Ariel uh, from Pixel Junk Side Scrollers Q Games. Right. She had a letter. The letter went like this: Dear Ariel, I heard the One Life Left team talk about Johann Sebastian Joust on the show last week. I was appalled. It's what? a move controller Rightly. video game which doesn't even have video. <laughs> And involves people pushing each other over. But I was reminded... <laughs> We'd be good at that. Yeah. <laughs> I was reminded of all those silly, crazy Japanese arcade games with big cabinets. How do you feel about games that make you move? Is Q's 4am going to involve pushing people? And what's the craziest game you've ever seen over there? Nairil replied... Here's a little culture note for the uninitiated. In Japan, arcades are called game centers. And yes, game cabinets can be quite big, silly, and wholly unnecessary. A Silent Hill light gun shooter? Yeah, I saw it at a game center while I was on a trip to Yokohama. And coming from a former Silent Hill junkie, I put that one in the wholly unnecessary category. What I also found was the most rowdy game ever. Do you remember swimming around in pits filled with those plastic, multicolored balls when you were a kid? Imagine a game where you chuck those balls by the fistful at the touch-sensitive big-screen monitor set a couple of meters away. Throw the balls at the fireworks to make them burst into pretty colors. Make that bad T-Rex trying to eat your cartoony avatar back off by throwing projectiles at it. This frantic, almost haphazard way of playing games is certainly an exciting way to move. Pixeljunk 4AM, just one of the projects we're working on here at Q Games, is also an exciting way to move but it's less a game and more about creating and performing music. Instead of waving your arms about with frantic motions, 4IM allows you to control your creation by using what we call the virtual audio canvas, the 3D space around you that virtually lets you paint with sound. You can freely build upon one track after the other by pulling the track of your choice into your mix, whether it be melodic synth, a driving kick, a thumping bass, or a hi-hat. There's no need to push people over or barrel roll your way through a performance with 4AM, although two players will be able to team up for some dual DJ action. I'm sure the odd duo out there will have fun using their move controllers like lightsabers during a performance just for kicks. But unlike the potentially painful Johann Sebastian Joust, 4AM evokes the chill, somewhat trippy, and all-around cool atmosphere performing at a club. It's the audience you'll want to be making rowdy. Time for One Life Left's review section, brought to you by me, Steve Curran. And that's it. Okay. No, you've got a review. I do, yeah. I've been playing uh, FIFA on 3DS. Really? That's still going, is it? The 3DS? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I went and bought it on Thursday. I paid, so I paid money for this one. Hmm. I know. Um, because I, I didn't really get into the console versions of FIFA. I found it, I, yeah, quite... Quite difficult, and I'm sort of lacking in a lot of patience at the moment, so I didn't persevere. Uh, but then I really enjoyed Pez on the 3DS, and mm-hmm. um, I thought FIFA's bound to be better. Is and? it? <laughs> well, um, so it's the first FIFA on 3DS, obviously. It, it hasn't quite got the polish that you'd expect from a FIFA game yet. It seems doesn't seem quite as smooth as you'd imagine it to be, or as you, or you'd hope it to be. It's comprehensive as ever. I was very pleased that the I could turn it on and have the squads updated. So I was playing as Queen, Queen Park Rangers and um, immediately Jerry Barton, Sean White Phillips, Jay Bothroyd, they're in the team. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I struggled with it initially as well. It was, it's, it's, it's a different way of playing FIFA. Um, the button seems wrapped around the wrong way, and then but I went, I looked into going and change them to put it back to be more like Pez, which I think originally copied FIFA. <laughs> but like, I just don't know where I am with the controls anymore, and then I, I realised that I, that might affect the tutorial. So I've stuck with it. I've had to sort of relearn it. Found it quite difficult. Didn't score a goal for three games. 
um, and was like, oh, it's rubbish, isn't it? But then, yeah, it's sort of, it's clicked now, and yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, ninth in the league. I've just lost to Wigan and Wolves, though. Um, so, yeah, I'm scoring now and again. I've scored some pretty good goals. It, it tries to sort of, it shoehorns in 3DS features, so you can... You can hit the the, the, uh, the bottom touch screen to place a shot, which is a nice idea in theory, but of course you don't have time to look down. Mm. Um, the three kicks implement the touch screen slightly better, so you can put spin on it and all that sort of thing. So yeah, it's good. Um, that's whether it's better than Pez. I mean, you might remember I gave uh, Pez on the 3DS uh, 7 out of 10. Right, yeah, yeah. I, that's, There's room for improvement on um, FIFA 3DS, so I'm going to give it um, 7 out of 10. Okay. Good. Um, Anne, what have you been playing this week? Um, I've been playing Osmos. Osmos? Uh, yeah, it's a cute little game um, on iOS. You are a bubble floating around space, trying to eat smaller bubbles, well, trying to bump up against them and, and absorb them through the process of osmosis. Ah, osmos. I, I assume. Um, I'm, I wasn't very good at science either. Um, and avoid being sucked in by bigger bubbles. Um, and as you go through the game, there's also dark matter. You don't want any dark matter to come near you because that will eat you up oh. and make you smaller. Um, yeah, I'm really, I love it. It's really, like, quite soothing. It has lovely music. I was playing it on the train on the way up to Nottingham, and I was quite sleepy. Totally fitted with my mood. Mood. It's quite enchanting, pretty, bubbles, floaty. No bang. Okay. I'll give it a 7 out of 10, probably. Okay, good. Just before you move on, um, uh, Keegan Bailey, um, who says he can't get used to... um, his full name being yelled at him. Apologies. <laughs> so he said it reminds me of his mum. Um, he was the one who emailed to complain about your review of Dark Souls. Fair, fair comment. He sent a long email back apologising for his email originally. Um, it's all fine. I think, I think, okay, I, we've, I think we've, we've resolved that. Yeah. Thanks, thank you, Letter Keegan. I hope we break even on FOTS for the show. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've been Here's playing Biggie. Uncharted 3. Ooh, whoa. Which I'm well excited about. Yes, and clearly we're not going to be intimidated by the controversy surrounding Eurogamer's review. Uh, you cannot buy One Life Left scores. Okay. You know? Well, we you can, but... You, you know. can. It, it pro- it's probably out of your budget. Well, it's not. It's, it's probably in your budget. Totally we do reasonable rates. You can <laughs> exactly. buy our scores. <laughs> so, I've been playing Uncharted 3. I liked Uncharted 2, and it's quite similar, weirdly. It's a third-person action, ad- action adventure game. Not quite similar to playing a movie, I think that's the atmosphere they're going for. I was really, really enjoying it. It eases you into the game, teaches you all of the moves, a little bit of exploration, finding objects, some combat. The combat, I think, is smoother, it's better handled than it was in the last game as well. Uh, feels, you know, like you're in an action movie a lot of the time. The characterization's great. The characters are sympathetic. I think Nathan is more of a sympathetic character this time than he was in the last thing. I'm certainly enjoying spending time in his company more. Oh, no. Just, just be warned. There that, can be death yeah, threats. There can't be a but. Something happened. One life left, listeners. Something happened. I think I've spotted something in the game that no one else has drawn attention to. A flaw which was game breaking for me. Whoa. A problem that was game breaking. And obviously, we're friends with Rich as well, so it's not easy for me but to bring that sort of but stuff up. He needs up. to hear it. True, and we've lost enough friends over the last week that one more isn't going to make any difference. So I was playing the fourth level. I think it's the fourth level. It's still pretty early on, maybe about 10% in, uh, in this level you are. Around the sort of... Uh, around London. Uh, south of the Thames. Which, which is important. Uh, That's where so, we are. Yeah, you, you, you're, uh, you're sort of on rooftops. There's this brilliant vista. You see, you look out, you can see London, you can see the gherkin. Right. Uh, that's the most recognisable thing. You can also see St Paul's, you can see the Thames. Uh, it, it looks beautiful. I just, I was admiring that. Uh, I was admiring the view for a while. And then I sort of turned back towards the bu- building that I was about to climb up and I noticed there was a satellite dish there. And the satellite dish was pointing across the Thames. It was pointing um, towards St Paul's, really. And all satellite dishes in London, well, they yeah. all face southeast. Yeah. This was facing... It was probably facing northwest. Oh, that's pathetic. Oh, my God. And it just, just reminded me I was playing a game, right? right. It snapped me out of that world. 
and all of a sudden I couldn't have any fun anymore. There wasn't any chance that it was like a, a, a pub showing illegal football or anything well, like I that. Thought that I thought there were a few shows, and it is, to be fair, it's a it's a building with a lot of suspicious people inside <laughs> it, so maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what their thing is, but to be honest, it, you know, it made me think too much about it. I, I think it's broken, personally. Well, it's fair of me to bring that up. How comes I, nobody I, you know, this out? Well, I did, I did, I did think about it, or maybe it's a reference to Nolan North, you know, it's like uh, facing yeah, yeah, yeah. north. Oh, no, it's not even facing north, it's facing northwest. Nolan Northwest. Doesn't make sense. Don't excuse oh. it. So that's why I can't award Uncharted a perfect score. Of course you can't. can't no. Do that. Not, you know. So, 7 out of 10. Same as Uncharted 2. It's every bit as good. But, but it's in my bag to play this evening. Okay, well, we'll see whether you agree with us next week. left closing the show on Resonance 104.4 FM ending on a high Game City we had a great time again oh, didn't we the uh, best time. yeah well done Ian and Chris for and the Christine best, yeah the best festival yeah I really do yep uh, the Zelda stuff was amazing the, it was great seeing people queuing up for things to enjoy the games uh we didn't attend much, did we? Well, it depends. Was was there an official event in our room? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we drank a lot. We we saw the tent. Thought the tent was great. We saw um, Phil Fish. Made friends with him. Corey Schmitz. Well, we saw... We think we made... Let's say we made friends with him. He came to our karaoke. Uh, he didn't our seem private to karaoke. Impress, did he? He was impressed with our version of Gold. He, well, exactly. I think, I think we ended on a high. There's but, no so. video of that, is there? I think he looked a bit... No, he wasn't. Um, I think he looked a little confused when we were all doing JLS beat again, <laughs> including the dance. <laughs> he did. He just... He, like, everyone was stood up and he just sat in, sat in the corner going... Yeah. yeah. Obviously haven't made it um, to Canada yet. Um, so, yeah, thanks to friends of the show who came up to see us and support us and stuff. Yeah, thank, thank you so time. much. Uh, we had a great time. We will have news later uh, in the series, probably next week, of the One Life Left Christmas party. We're in negotiations. We are in negotiations right now. Things we do need to apologise for, though. Okay. Okay. Do we need to apologise for the incident at the end of Saturday night? What happened? Wasn't that when somebody tried to break in somewhere? Ah. Possibly. Dear the Lord Mayor <laughs> of Nottingham, we would like to apologise for attempting to break into your room in the town hall by using a process of uh, trying to boot it in, Simon Parkin, and trying to unpick the lock with a flower. Dan Marshall. Dan Marshall, creator of Ben There, Dan That, amongst other the classics. Police, yeah. Privates. Uh, decided ba- to use adventure game. Bafta nominated. Yeah, Bafta nominated Dan, Dan Marshall. Marshall. Besides chatting up Anne, decided yeah, which he spent to a lot of time doing. Decided to use adventure game logic. That's a great joke. Yeah. Yeah. Get flower. <laughs> use flower in lock. <laughs> I don't understand that. And so on. Excellent. Yeah, that was excellent. We had a, we had a great time doing that. Uh, uh, do you need to apologise to anybody out the prize? I did, like, depends. If Dan it, Marshall pushed you over. If he did push me, I'm not sorry. <laughs> if crouching behind someone is a crime, then we are guilty. Do we need to apologise for going around and interrupting people <laughs> who were just having like conversations between themselves and saying, um, "Sorry to interrupt, but uh, there are pictures of us that are about to come on the big screen in a minute. Would you mind looking?" I don't think we need to apologise for that because you said sorry already. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's fine. I'm um, sorry for Leo Tan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a well but He's leaving the country soon. This is like his farewell tour. Um, yeah, I think we're going to be glad to see the back of him, I guess. We're not he obviously going to miss him. He's good fun. Um, sorry to that unspecified website that we attempted to hack into. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> 
let's be grateful for the fact that we didn't manage to. Why? Because we just couldn't find the entrance. <laughs> couldn't find the door. <laughs> we had all the information. <laughs> Sorry for... Sorry, uh, us. Yeah. Sorry for our singing. If yeah. you didn't like that, but thank you for coming and thank helping you for us coming. Uh, sing. Sorry to Simon Parkin for going on so much about that thing that he is so upset about. The uncharted thing. Yeah. yeah sorry about that. Sorry. <sighs> but can we come back next year? Yeah. yeah. We had a great time. We, thank we, you very we much. We do for have some us. ideas. Uh, we are also in negotiation about those ideas for next year, so you can look forward to us going on about them <laughs> forever, and then subsequently apologising. That concludes our talk about Game City for this season of One Life Left. Yes. Thank you for those people that came, those that supplied lyrics. Uh, yeah, you are the best. And also, thank you so much to all our contributors this show. Um, we have been very, very, very fortunate to have a brilliant, brilliant. Let's have several brilliant bits around our terrible, terrible talking. The fact we can't talk today, I yeah, think, says a lot. We are barely we'll holding the show week. together. Oh, thank you as well to Citrix, who's a uh, brilliant song, Booty Plus Plus, you just heard. We will be back next week. I promise we will be better. We've as got well. a guest booked up as well. Excellent. And if you're at the Resonance Benefit tomorrow night, we'll see, we'll you, see there. you there. Bye. Thank you, bye. <laughs>